0: Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, Seltzer Cast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode.
1: No,
2: don't you. Don't. No, 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 no.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Millennial Canon. I'm Kira.
2: I'm Adam, and I'm really hoping that Kira is not going to include. What she was laughing at prior to uh... prior to recording the opening. I mean,
1: once we get the Patreon up and running, like anything goes.
2: The the Patreon, I agree with, but I don't want free customers to like uh uh, to be hearing that. Um, Here you talk
1: about animatronic coochie.
2: All right, listen, I listen. Joe Biden might be listening. He can't. He can't handle that. So. So we uh, we're talking enchanted. Uh, um,
1: all of the all of the Five Nights at Freddy's stands are going crazy.
2: That's what they've been dreaming of. You know, like how do androids dream of electric sheep? Uh, but uh, Five Nights at Freddy's stands dream of a uh, animatronic coochie. Um, but that's this that has nothing to do with this movie. Uh, and it probably doesn't. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, Tell me about it. Uh, But... (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) You know who's coochie's not animatronic? Giselle's. Oh my god. Sorry.
1: It's (laughs) 2D. No, I'm sorry. Um... (laughs)
2: Are we gonna just keep going with this? I don't.
1: Uh, no. So we covered Enchanted this week because it was finally added to Disney Plus, which I did not realize it was not on Disney Plus until people were like, "Oh my God, they're adding Enchanted to Disney Plus." Um, you know, one of those situations.
2: Yeah, I also was not aware. I just kind of assumed it was on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, but then the whole hype behind uh, uh, what do they call it, Disney Plus Day. Was that what it was? Yeah, it?
1: literally unhinged. Um, I literally. was wondering why I didn't, like, see anything from, like, the announcements. And then I was like, oh, literally, like, I muted Disney Plus from the last announcement day because it was just so annoying.
2: They didn't even announce anything this year. It was just, like, they showed logos for things they announced last year. And it's
1: yeah, like... exactly. I'm like, okay. I'm excited for the Chippendale
2: did you read like what came out about that movie today today no like um I'll I'll tell you off pod but there was like some very interesting like and I mean I hate like IP stuff in movies like but
3: mm-hmm.
2: what it seems they're doing with IP in this movie is like kind of neat uh, but I'll, I'll tell you off pod because I want to like I don't know if it's a spoiler uh, but don't want to openly spoil it for anybody um
1: well cool because it's like Akiva
2: yeah right and it's what Mulaney and uh who's and the Andy other? Sandberg Andy Sandberg right yeah um yeah that'll be cute I like have, have I ever seen you that picture of me like terrified of Chippendale at Disney when I was like seven or eight no <laughs> yeah there's a picture of me in like a Scooby-Doo t-shirt when I was a baby and I'm taking a picture with them and I just like look like I'm about to cry Oh my god. And they're, like, posing with, like, the peace sign or something. And I'm just, like, <laughs> I'll be in of tears. Um, but. Yeah.
1: I like them. I like them, like, a decent amount. Um, I feel like I've only ever really seen them lately. Like, I met them at Hollywood Studios last year. Like, 2020. You met um, them? Yeah. Pre-COVID. Sorry, guys. We're talking about,
2: um, we're talking about chipmunks?
1: Yeah. And then, uh. I saw them on the roof of the Country Bears, like, they a jump. million times this area.
2: Yeah. Um, it's like,
1: I saw Goody Proctor with the devil. I saw them on the roof of the Country Bears.
2: Um, that's cool. I don't see them because they're fake. Uh, no, I... No, that'll be a cute movie. It's a Disney Plus movie, right? Not a... Not a not yeah, a
1: unfortunately... Movie. I yeah. fucking hate that, like, oh my god, wait, okay, you watched Home Alone, right, the new one?
2: Uh, I, I really didn't want to, but yeah, um, <laughs> and I, 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 I'm not gonna go into a full review of it or anything, but it, it's like the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: Yeah, uh, literally, like, I thought that I had seen the worst movie of 2021, no, and then I saw that, it's...
2: Um, I don't even know what the worst movie I've seen. That's it, up there if it's not the worst. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, it's just, the worst movie I've seen probably in years. Like. Yeah. Absolutely, like, atrocious. Like, it feels like.
2: It felt like a Redbox movie. Like. But yeah. Like, a yeah. Redbox original. Um, And, mm-hmm. but, like, somehow, like, notable comedians are in it. Like.
1: Yeah, that's the thing that, like, baffled me. Was that, like there were all, like, great people in it, but everyone was acting like the dumbest person to ever exist, and it was just, like, horrible.
2: Yeah, it had nothing, I mean, like, I don't know, it just, it didn't feel like a Home Alone movie.
1: Literally Um, five minutes into it, I was, like, literally the Melman meme, like, why are you British?
2: Yeah, literally, like, why, that added nothing to the movie. Um, And I'm like, okay, like, you're British, but your dad's American, right? And, like, you have lived in America your entire life. So would you have a British accent? Like, um, and also like, I like that kid a lot in Jojo Rabbit. And I don't even think he was necessarily the problem with this movie, Mm -hmm. but the character of the kid fucking sucked. Like I hated the kid. Uh, Again, I don't think he gave a bad performance per se, but the writing and the character was so bad. And if Mm -hmm. you can't like the kid in a fucking home alone movie, which is the entire point of the movie then, like, why are you making the movie? Like, you don't like anyone in this entire movie.
1: No, literally.
2: Uh, it, it's so stupid. Um, the, the the traps at the end, like he, like Jigsaw. Come on, like it's it not
1: literally a- was like Saw for kids. It was like that, that was the whole point of it. Like, it was literally just watching like adults getting tortured. Like, there was no other purpose to it. Sucks.
2: Um, yeah, bad movie. I don't recommend
1: it. We watched something better on Disney+. (laughs) Plus.
2: Yeah, we did. Um, I I watched this last night after, because we're recording this on Monday uh, before the pod uploads. And I watched it after work last night. And I hadn't seen it in about, um, God, what? This is 14 years old this year, right? Geez, really? Yeah, 2007. So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, so I haven't seen it since, like, 2008 or something, maybe. Uh, Because I remember I rewatched it, like, once or twice on DVD after theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been a minute since I've seen it. And, um, yeah, I don't have, like, a lot of core memories of this movie. I saw it in theaters when it came out. I liked it a lot in theaters. Um, I remember the hype behind it was pretty big, at least, like you know, as a kid who went to Disney a lot, there was, like, a lot of ads for it in the parks, and there was, like, you know, as someone that grew up, like, watching those 2D animated movies, like, the just the concept was very hyped up. Like, it's a princess, but, like, live action, but also half-animated, and, um, and, yeah, I don't know, like, I really liked it in theaters. I thought it was, like, really good. Uh, It's one of those movies my mom also loved, and she bought it for us when it came out, and, um, I remember it was also like one of those movies that, that summer camp, um, like they would just play it all the time. Uh, like, cause they don't put us like in the video, like the TV room, basically at the end of the day, when parents were picking up the kids and checking them out. So like every afternoon after like a long day, I'd watch like the first 30 minutes of Enchanted every time. And I remember my mom would always pick me up when he gets on top of the bus like that was that was always the time my mom got there to check me out. That's so like I, the
1: wildest part about being like a kid. Sorry to interrupt. Um is just like the amount of times that you just see like the first like 20 minutes of a movie and then like you never see the rest of it.
2: Um yeah, I there's like a lot of those movies where um because I can't like even in elementary school, like that happened a lot with like holes or national treasure mm-hmm. where they put it on on and like or even finding Nemo you know like stuff like that mm-hmm. where they'd put it on like an after school but then like your mom would come to check you out so you're only gonna see like the first 20 ish minutes of it <laughs> and then so like you know the first 20 you're minutes Like fuck, so. did
1: they ever find Nemo and then yeah. you're just like carrying that weight with you for the rest of your life
2: I don't think I ever I don't know if there's a movie that I never finished in school um the only one that comes to mind is that Macaulay Culkin movie um page master or the page turner oh my god
1: yeah i know what you're talking about
2: i saw it i saw like the first 40 minutes to an hour of it in like fifth grade one day when uh shout out to floridians if you remember the fcat the standardized testing here in florida that like determined if you passed a grade or not um but i remember after taking the fcat one day uh when you go because you have to like go into a room take the test And then when you're done with the test, you have to leave the room to a room where you can actually talk and do things. Um, So when I went back to the room, they were like 10 minutes into that movie. And I watched like another 50 minutes of it. And I was so confused, like the entire time. I'm like, it's kind of like Enchanted, like, because it's I think it starts live action, then goes animated. It's like the opposite, I think.
1: Yeah, I think I remember. I had that on VHS, but it like was like my brother's, like it wasn't mine. I remember
2: being boring as shit.
1: Yeah, I feel like I remember like being in the room once while it was being watched, but I never, I never watched it.
2: That's just the only one that comes to mind where I like never finished it. Um, uh, just mainly because I didn't want to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, there there's some movies in school where like we would start it, but like it, I wouldn't finish it at school. But I'd ask my mom to like rent it for me or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what I'm trying to say is Enchanted. I, it's not like one of those movies from the pod where I, like, have, like, deep core childhood memories with it or anything, but I've always liked it, and, uh, mm. spoilers, And does it hold I, up now? Yeah, I was gonna say, spoiler alert, I think it holds up even better now that I'm older, and, uh, looking at it from, like, an actual, like, adult lens, and I can appreciate a lot of the, uh, the writing and, and whatnot.
1: Yeah, um... I can't remember if I saw this in theaters I'm sure I did um I had it on DVD and watched it a lot um honestly I think this is like one of the best Disney movies and it's funny because like I feel like it's almost like underrated but then like every few months it'll like trend on Twitter and everyone would be like yo remember the movie Enchanted and then you realize that's like the only reason why it's trending on Twitter is because, like, one person was like, yo, remember the movie Enchanted? And then everybody just starts tweeting about it. (laughs) Um,
3: Yeah.
1: Or, like, (laughs) the funniest thing is, like, when it's like, oh, like, Gen Z discovers acting. When it's like, yo, why didn't anybody tell me the bitch from Arrival was in Enchanted? (laughs) 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 Like, they did that with, like, Catherine O'Hara, like oh my god, like, you mean to tell me the lady from Shits Creek is the lady from Home Alone? It's like, yes, and also Beetlejuice.
2: Yeah, 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 right. I won't lie. that one did throw me off a little bit, though, because I was, I didn't realize she was the lady from Beetlejuice. Um, But, because uh, she's so fucking good in Shits Creek that you forget how, like, much range she has comedically. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, this is one. Yeah, I do feel like it kind of resurges like every few years, and I so it's always been like in my mind a little (coughs) bit. So when you, uh, because this is a Kira pick this week, Mm -hmm. but um, not one that I wanted to like strangle myself over. Like I, when she, (laughs) when she, yeah, when she mentioned it to me, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I do want to watch Enchanted. Yeah, well, but a lot of it was like I knew it would probably hold up, but I didn't remember a lot of it from like i remember like the core like, the basics of it but mm-hmm. all the jokes were like coming to me for the first time you know what i mean or yeah. like i was remembering it as i was watching it like it wasn't like one of those movies where you know one scene happens and i know it's gonna come next like i was forgetting consistently what happened in this movie um and honestly it has like a very sharp screenplay i think that's like the best part about this movie Is that it feels like, and this is kind of like lost in like modern Disney, Mm -hmm. I feel like, but it has like a genuine script and it feels like it's not just like a a committee movie. It's not like just like a boardroom. Like, uh, what could market the best? Like, this feels like an actual original idea that was written by like one or two people. I could be watch like the credit list be like 10 people. Uh, But it. But it feels, at least, like it was written by, like, one person who just had an idea. You know, it was a good idea. And it turned into a good movie. You know?
1: Also, like, I think, like, a major part of it, too, is the music doesn't fucking suck. Like, a lot of Disney music sucks now. Right. Um, Because now, like, people like Pasek and Paul have, like, ruined musicals forever. As well as Lin-Manuel Miranda. (laughs)
2: Yes. Um, And,
1: um, yeah.
2: yeah. He's not going to be in the sequel, is he?
1: Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he has at least a cameo. Like, literally, like, Disney owns him now. It's insane.
2: Yeah, um, what do you call it? Uh, I, there's a, I saw, like, a casting thing today where the guy from, um, the Aladdin Broadway Mm -hmm. is, uh, he's in it. Uh, but um, in the sequel, yeah, he's playing the guy who plays the genie. He's like acclaimed for the Aladdin Broadway.
1: Oh, people like him, yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't. I, I no disrespect to the man. I just I'm not a Broadway guy, so I don't really know much mm-hmm. about
1: it. I feel like it's like been the same guy for so long.
2: Yeah, it's like With I recognize Wonder his genie. face. Yeah, mm-hmm. like unlike the posters. Yeah, exactly. So like I recognized him, but um, it, it didn't say anything about the role he had. It just said like he'll appear in the movie. Um, uh, which should be cute. Um. Actually, I don't know much about the plot or anything about it. I
1: episode. don't think any plot details were released. I just know that, like, Amy Adams is in it, obviously. Um, um
2: yeah.
1: Probably Idina Menzel again. Or, I don't know. I mean, what else is Idina Menzel uh-huh. doing?
2: Keep talking. I'll I'll look it up. All right,
1: yeah, you fact check.
2: Because um, <laughs> I'm curious.
1: <laughs> yeah, we know that it's called Disenchanted, which, which... okay, go off. Um.
2: <laughs> um... <laughs> So it's Amy Adams, James Morrison, Patrick Dempsey, and Adina Menzel are all in it, but also uh, Maya Rudolph, Yvette Nicole Brown, uh, Jayma Mays and uh, uh, Oscar Nunez. Cool. Yeah, I mean oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, <clears throat> oh, the the same actress who was playing the um the daughter in the first. Oh movie. really. Oh wait, no, different actress.
1: Oh, um, I was gonna say, uh, that's that sucks because she's a bad actor.
2: Oh, I didn't think she was. Like, <laughs> she's as good as like it's any just other actor. It's like character. it's
1: the issue of like children's actors. Like I feel like they're only good like one out of a hundred projects.
2: Well, this um person that they have playing the daughter in this movie, um, she has never acted before. <laughs>
3: <so>. Oh great. <laughs>
2: Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Uh, well, no, that's not true. She's been in TV shows. So that's why I was on Letterbox looking it up and I didn't see anything. Oh. She's only in like other movies, but like uncredited. So I guess all her stuff got cut, which is not necessarily a great sign. <laughs> um, she was in the Annie remake, but she was cut out of it. <laughs> so <laughs> oh my- <laughs> but, yeah, this girl... <laughs> Watch you give like, watch you give, like an Oscar nom right now?
1: No, literally. I know. I I feel like I sound so mean. Um,
2: uh, Gabby, uh, Gabriella. My bad. Uh, we are rooting for you here on the pod. Um, yeah.
1: Try your best. We believe in you.
2: Oh yeah, she. Um, even though this isn't the girl that's uh, what do you call it? Like in the first movie, she looks a lot like her. Like, like you could tell me like this is the girl from the first movie, but grown up, and I would believe you. Um, yeah she posted pictures of the set Like a month ago Like her and Maya Rudolph and Amy Adams
1: so Are they great. On like a Like a studio Are they filming on location in New
2: York Um I sent you the picture on Instagram Um it's like There's one where it's just, like her in front of a trailer With Maya Rudolph and then there's one oh, yeah, I can't yeah, even tell Yeah and um, They're filming
1: it in Ireland
2: That's cool Oh, my dumbass. I just said, I don't know where they're My that. Like, There's the location. <laughs> <laughs> my stupid ass. Uh, <laughs> um, why are yeah,
1: you- so we're excited for that. Um, this,
2: but this one, it feels like, even if they didn't make a sequel to it, it feels like a very refreshingly, like, original and standalone. And it doesn't, like... Like, I'm not against a sequel, but I, the thing I love about it is that it's just so... It doesn't feel like a franchise movie. It doesn't feel like it's setting up, like, spinoffs or anything. It just feels like a movie. <laughs> like, I just... I love that about this.
1: Yeah. I feel like people have been asking for a sequel for years, and it's definitely the kind of thing where it's, like... People, like, ask for sequels to, like, the most random movies.
2: yeah like, this um, Hocus Pocus, uh, like, uh, I don't know, like, there's a lot of kids movies that are, like, constantly, like, when are we getting a sequel? And I'm, like, I don't know. It's do not we?
1: necessary. Yeah. I like, I, I feel like, like this and the Hocus Pocus sequel are, like, directly the result of, like, Twitter bitches being, like, when are we getting a sequel to this?
2: No, that's literally all it is. And, like, I'm not even against it, per se. Like, Uh, Because honestly, like, the Hocus Pocus 2 cast, it's really good. Like, it has a a stacked comedic cast. So, like, I'm kind of interested in, like, whatever they do with it, but...
1: Have I talked about Hocus Pocus on here?
2: I don't think so.
1: Okay. No offense to every single person in the world. I don't give a fuck about Hocus Pocus.
2: Did you grow up with it?
1: I've never seen it, and I don't care about it. How do you
2: know you don't care about it if you've never seen it?
1: Because everybody is so fucking annoying, and by everybody I mean the merchandise department at Disney.
2: I feel like this um, is like another space Odyssey situation where you're like,
1: this no, no,
2: sucks. and, now, this is and then you different. watch it. You're like, this it's is different.
1: Like no. literally, Sean and I—I I don't remember when it was. It was like a few weeks ago, I guess, like around Halloween. But we were like, honestly, like I wish we liked something like Hocus Pocus. Because it's, like, the amount of merchandise that you can purchase, like, for the thing that you like, is, like, ridiculous. Every think, single thing is Hocus Pocus.
2: I think this is more of a consequence of you spending too much time with Disney merchandise <laughs> and significant <laughs> change of capitalism than it is about the movie Hocus Pocus.
1: So. Oh, my God. Um, I think it's mostly just, like like, I hate being that person where it's, like, if too many people like a thing, I hate it. But
2: that—that's I don't
1: fuck with it. I don't want people to, to talk to me things. about hocus pocus. I don't.
2: We're gonna cover it on the pod one day. Sorry to tell you. No,
1: I will literally kill you if we cover that.
2: Why you never even seen it? I don't want to
1: see it. I don't want to see I'm it. I'm sorry,
2: but I'm making you watch it one day. I love. <sighs> I I love the movie. I grew up with the movie. Um, it is like a core Halloween memory for me. Um, no, yeah, we're doing it next year. Sorry. Uh because it's probably the second one's probably going to come out next year. So it'll be perfect. Um, but no, Hocus Pocus is cool. Um, I watched it again recently and just like this movie, I was kind of surprised that it holds up past like the memes and like the, like the things that people remember it for. Like I love it because it's like, it's genuinely like feels like one of the last kids movies that was able to be spooky to an extent. Um it just has a very cool spooky vibe and I don't know. I I like I have nostalgia for stuff like that. And um honestly feels like a goosebumps uh movie, but like good. Unlike the one that we got. Um so yeah, I don't know. Um <laughs> <Damn.
1: clears throat> yeah, I just I don't know. I I don't want I'm going to I'm going
2: gonna, gonna to unironically send you that. Uh, shh, let people enjoy things, Meme. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> it's like like I I think it's like a thing where and like this is very clearly my fault. Yes. <laughs> where it's like you see people like which I if it's on I will watch The Office and Friends and stuff. But it's, like, when you see people, like, so overjoyed by these things, I'm, like, I wish I could be happy. (laughs) I wish I could be content and my brain wasn't, like, destroyed by, like, media and, like, being over, like, just, like, overstimulated constantly by, like, media all the time.
2: I think I would understand this more if you yourself didn't like a lot of these things that are even worse perpetrators of what you're what are talking. you
1: talking about.
2: Like you love Disney movies and like Disney stuff that is like even more pop culturally down your throat.
1: Yeah. I don't like Focus tweet movies. about it constantly. I, I will openly be like, fuck the mouse. And like, I have like Mickey as my yeah, exactly. Apple watch background, but
2: <laughs> um. <laughs> I just don't think Hocus Pocus is, like, I think it trends on Twitter around Halloween each year because, yeah, like, I, I get why people, like, dress up as those characters, like, because it's cool. Like, I, I like, it's kind of, it's kind of neat seeing people do that. No, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I think, I think it's, I get what you're saying, but I think it's weird that Hocus Pocus is that movie for you because it feels like it only comes out. Like, like I could have that same mentality for, like, Nightmare Before Christmas and how that's overexposed, but I don't because it's a good movie. And I would argue Nightmare Before Christmas is, like, the most overexposed Halloween kids movie of all time.
1: Really? Because all I see is, like, wine moms loving their Hocus Pocus all the time. And
2: all I see are, like, millennial gothos talking about Jack Skellington and Sally. You
1: know, and good for them. (laughs) Go See, you such.
2: Oh my god! The hypocrisy on display here is hilarious. I don't know. I just think it's like, I don't know. I I, I think everyone should have a good time. That's mine. <laughs> like like what you're gonna like. I don't care. I. <laughs> and speaking of things I like, Enchanted. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, Amy Adams. Like, what did we do to deserve a movie and a performance this good? That's what I want to know.
2: Yeah. Um, she is really, really great in this movie. Um, I was kind of, as I was rewatching it last night, a little worried in the first 15 minutes where I was kind of like, is it just going to be fish out of water stuff where it just is like, because I'm like, I, I hope there's more to it than uh, just like, just treat her like she's an idiot the entire time. Yeah. Um, and luckily, I think the movie quickly moves past that. Um, but she does it in a way that's, like, so, like, doe-eyed and innocent that it's, like, kind of hard to not be charmed by her. And um, I don't know, like, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is, like, when... He, it's also, like, super funny, but when she goes to, like, the divorce place, like, mm. the office th- she works at, and she's, like, begging them to, like, stay together and, to, like... <laughs> It's like really, it's sad, but it's like funny at the same time because she's just like so petrified by the idea of divorce, (laughs) and like, it's just like so foreign to her. Why anyone after you like get with a person would ever want to like split up? uh, I just, I love that so much. It's such a good scene. Um,
1: so I feel like Z Cannon is just like clickbait, like classic Disney references you may have missed and enchanted because, like, isn't the secretary the voice of Ariel? Is that true? I think so. Uh, I don't know. I think
2: like I was
1: fed that information as a child and then it just, like, stuck in the back of my brain.
2: <sighs> these Disney bitches. They... <laughs> no, I, um... I... Sure, that sounds right. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I... Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, that... That's cool. Are there any other like cameos that I didn't notice in the movie?
1: Um, there's like when she's like um scrubbing the floor, there's like the shot from Cinderella where she's like in the bubbles and then there's in the beginning when she's like building like the mannequin of like the prince or whatever, she has like the two gems up to her eyes like in Snow White. Um yeah. Just, you know, some classics.
2: Yeah, um, I did. I mean, sounds about right. Uh, I didn't catch most of that because, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen Cinderella or like anything in many years. Uh, My hottest Disney take, I think, is that Cinderella is like the most boring movie of all time. Uh, The original, that is. Um, Like that shit puts me to sleep. But the Kenneth Branagh movie is really good. It's a really good movie.
3: I
1: actually haven't seen it.
2: It's really good. Isn't it
1: like the only good live action Disney movie? No, there's a I've seen a like th- every single one other than that.
2: Uh, I like that. Pete's Dragon. Um, uh, no, Pete's Dragon was great. Um,
1: oh yeah, uh, Pete's Dragon's fun.
2: Love that movie. Um, Jungle Book, I kind of liked. Um, yeah, I don't know. But... Uh, Cinderella was just a nice movie. Like, it was really sweet. Um, I wouldn't necessarily dislike the original one. I just have like very core, chotted memories of like trying to watch it and falling asleep like literally every time.
3: Because
2: mm. yeah. it's just, it's so slow. Like, it's like, maybe I need to rewatch it. <laughs> but um, would that even fit in Z Canon?
1: The like, original Cinderella?
2: Well, like, I know it didn't come out in that time span, obviously, but, like, does not count if we had to, like, watch it as kids?
1: I don't think so, no. I feel like Cinderella 3, a twist in time, would definitely fit.
2: The fact that you even know the subtitle is, like, (laughs) it's just ridiculous. I, (laughs) meanwhile, my stitch has a glitch-looking ass, like, I...
1: (laughs) Your ass haircut?
2: (laughs) Who want bitches on their dick? me. (laughs) Once <laughs> you stop watching, Stitch has a glitch. They put their hands down. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> stupid. Um, but also, I love um, <clears throat> at the beginning when she comes to New York for the first time. Uh, I find it funny that they just all come out of like a uh, out of the sewer uh, one of the manholes, like that's how they all come out. <laughs> I
1: know, in the middle of Times Square. Like, yeah. it's actually very normal to see a woman in a huge dress, like acting insane in the middle of Times Square. Um, do you know about like the like the like, the, like costumed characters in Times Square? Of course, like the ones that are like unofficial and like terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they like included like. An off brand Mickey in here. I feel like that would have been a good joke.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's like a cynical, like uh, Disney doesn't want to put attention to them kind of thing. But um, I agree. It would have been a good joke. Yeah. Um, um,
1: last time I was in the city, there was just a guy like dressed like Spider Man, just like running around.
2: That was me. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, yeah, I love when she first gets there, and uh, she just is, like, having, like, the worst time ever, which I feel like is everyone's worst – or first day in New York. It's just, like, <laughs> the the worst thing, like, you could ever imagine. Um, like, the guy, like, steals her tiara. Uh, she gets rained on. She, like, climbs up that billboard. and uh... Also, by the way, Patrick Dempsey's a girl boss in this movie because he, like – his daughter asks for, like, a princess book, and he buys her, like, a feminist, like... Yeah, uh,
1: feminist text.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, she's six years old, guy.
1: Get she her literally t-. does not care. <laughs> she can't even read, bro. <laughs> she's just looking at pictures at this point.
2: Yeah, she's like, Harriet Tubman? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Ruth
2: Bader Ginsburg? <laughs> 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 um... But also, it's, like, very cute, because, like, I like their dynamic in this movie, like, the father-daughter one. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it feels very, um, I feel like it's very easy for these Disney movies to kind of fall down those cliches of, like, uh, you know, mom left, single dad, you know. Yeah. But.
1: I like that they don't really go into detail of, like, I feel like it's always, like ever since mom died and it's just like okay this girl doesn't have a mom and then it's like revealed that they got divorced and it's like okay that's the end of that (laughs) yeah
2: because i expected it to be a mom died situation um yeah but um the divorce kind of like adds up to like his entire character not only like the fact that he's like a divorce lawyer but also like Mm -hmm. um how he has like a very cynical perception like he looks at like love as a very, like, analytical thing. It's, like, less about, like, falling for a person. He says mm. it's, like, more about, like, whether or not you can, like, schedule-wise work with each other. If you can, like, uh, trust a person. Like, yeah. he looks at it very, like, mathematically. And I thought that was, like, honestly, like, a really... I just thought it was good writing, honestly. Like, I thought it was, like, really different for a Disney movie. At least at the time. And I he felt like an actual character to me. It wasn't just like a, cause I feel like if it was written today, like if it was like a Disney plus original today, there would have been like more of like a, a snarky edge to it. It's like love yeah. doesn't exist. But like in this, in the context of this movie, it's like you kind you understand where he's coming from as a single dad. And it's very like earnest in the way it's presented, I think.
1: Yeah, any of the, like, snarkiness or sarcasm in here feels very realistic. Like, yeah. it's not the, like, oh, well, that happened. It's, like, the, like, I don't know. Like, it's actual, like, jokes almost.
2: Yeah, like, actual, like, build-up, pay-off, like, beginning, middle, yeah. and end jokes. Like, um yeah. I, I honestly think all the um, James Marsden stuff is, like, really funny in this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love okay. when he... No, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, I love James Marston, like, so much. I think he's, like, so insanely talented. What's and that movie
2: you made me watch with him in it?
1: 27 Dresses. Right. Something that um, Friend of the Pod, Sean, says often about him and Zach Efron is that they are comedic and character actors with a leading man's face. Mm. So they just always get cast as, like just some guy but like they're both like insanely talented like comedic actors
2: neighbors uh, is so good
1: yeah action. i feel like channing tatum kind of falls into that too
2: i just re-watched 21 jump street the other night because they put it on netflix and mm. he gives about just one of the best comedic performances of all time in that movie he is insanely funny in that movie um james marsden is always good in everything he's in i think and yeah um i think yeah this is like maybe I, I i can't look at his imdb at the moment but like every this might be his best performance in my opinion because he's just he commits to the bit so heavily i think i think like, he's
1: better in hairspray but it's a similar
2: vibe i've seen hairspray in Forever, and from what i remember he has like very limited screen time in that movie um well i
1: cannot wait to cover hairspray on the
2: bar <laughs> me too whenever we get to it uh, I did love it as a kid, uh, and I haven't seen it probably in the same amount of time I've seen Enchanted. but um, yeah, no he I think he's just really good in this and it's because he never it never feels like he, he he never breaks character like he never he just completely commits to the 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 joke, the character like but it it is like a walking joke, his character, but he still feels like a person like it's a very tricky uh line to walk but I think him and Amy Adams both do it. Whereas Susan Sarandon, I think I, I don't think she's bad at this movie at all, but like at the end I don't think she commits to it as heavily as the other two do because she has such limited screen time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But the the two of them I think they do a tremendous job at like perfectly balancing it.
1: Yeah, I like forgot that this was like Susan Sarandon and I was like what the fuck? I had thought um I, I think
2: true it sounded like Michelle Pfeiffer when she was animated and the the whole movie I was like forcing myself to like not like look on the cast list Mm -hmm. um, because I was like I'm I'm pretty sure it's Michelle Pfeiffer because I remember I'm like I know it's like an A-list older actress Mm because I remember my mom talking about it when it was over Um, but I'm like I can't remember (laughs) who it is and then when it happened I'm like oh yeah Susan Sarandon um, also, uh, Timothy Spall, check, uh, cause, yeah, Timothy Spall, uh, um, always a notable character actor. What
1: was he in recently? Oh, uh, Spencer, right?
2: Spencer, yeah, Spencer, he was great yeah. in Spencer.
1: Um, I was like, what British movie? I was like, last night in Soho, <laughs> Belfast, which Belfast
3: movie?
1: Um, and I was like, oh, Spencer, yeah, yeah. um, some good, uh. Some good British cinema lately, folks. Unfortunately,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, it'd be cool if it existed, but um, yeah. it's cool for making any fictional movies. Um <laughs> No, I. Yeah, he was really good in Spencer. He's good in like pretty much everything, like that. Mr. Turner, um, the Harry Potter movies. He's fantastic and
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: consistently a really good actor. Um, and I, I guess, I really liked this in his performance in it too, because he doesn't like normally play. A comedic role like he's always very um prestigious with his performances and i think you know go off king because you're fantastic but um mm-hmm. it's always fun to see like an actor of his caliber kind of you know loosen up a little bit and uh but like he he has like a lot of heart to him too like i love that dynamic he has with the with uh susan sarandon's like evil queen or whatever mm-hmm. um i think his his actually his arc is like really sad. Like, it's yeah. like actually kind of depressing, but like in a in a good way. Like I when he's
1: like in when he's like in disguise as a cab driver like calling into a radio show, like I don't know what I mean to her.
3: Like <laughs> I feel invisible.
2: <laughs> he's like, I feel like she like uses me. Um and like that, that, that second she pops up and she's like hey pathetic or something. Like it's I don't know. It's just, like, really clever writing. Um, I I forgot that that fucking squirrel was in this movie. Uh, the oh, chipmunk my God. Or whatever. Fucking um,
1: chipmunk sidekicks, millennial canon.
2: Yeah, I forgot about him. Um, and I like that the entire movie would be resolved that James Morrison was not, like, a hembo.
3: But mm-hmm.
2: he literally can't process, like, simple communication. So the entire movie happens because he cannot listen to the chipmunk. And it is, it's just so funny to me <laughs> like, like that scene where the chipmunk's like acting out, like what's happening. Mm. And it's just like, I don't get it. Like, he's just like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, he is like the OG kind of zillennial himbo, I think.
1: Yeah. I think he has every right to be though. Uh, yeah,
2: and I like that he never like him or Adina Menzel like neither of them like turn evil or like like mean at the end. Or they're I just like like that they're made for each other and it's like mm-hmm. he he never gets bitter like even like at, when he realizes like he's not the true love and that Patrick Dempsey has to kiss her, he's not even upset about it. He's just like you know you have to like save her. It's it's obviously you like yeah. I I don't know. There's just something like very pure about his character. Like he just doesn't get an instant acceptance because, at the end, I feel like he's just so oblivious that he doesn't have time to get jealous or anything. <laughs> like I I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's also like wholesome that they end up together in the end and like not angry because he kind of realized like that like the two of them were looking for something completely different. <laughs> The entire yeah. time, and it's almost like, oh, it's a good thing that, like, Patrick Dempsey never proposed to Idina Menzel, because the only time that she ever, like, shows happiness around him is when, like, Giselle is the one to send flowers on his behalf.
2: Right.
1: it's not even something that, like, he did for her.
2: Um, children being worried about step-parents is a only canon. Um... I feel like
1: I said this on, like, the Freaky Friday episode, but, like, step-parents in general are Zillennial Canon.
2: I love that scene. And I feel like this joke has been, like, made, like, a billion times in Zillennial Canon movies. But, like, when a step-parent comes in, it's like, hey, girlfriend. And the kid's like, (laughs) girlfriend? Like, (laughs) that joke has been made at least 80 times. She's like, hi, Nancy.
3: Hi, Nancy.
2: But, yeah. (laughs) No, it's like,
1: like my mother, stepmother. <laughs> yeah. That's very zillennial canon.
2: I like um later in the movie when her and Giselle go shopping and uh they both are like, you know, I've never been shopping with my mom and uh, they have like that kind of like small heart to heart and Yeah. It's cute.
1: I don't know. Very wholesome. Um also uh stealing a credit card, um, and shopping montage check. Yeah, oh, cool. um,
2: much to my dismay, we did get a shot. On, on this movie. <laughs> it's cute, though. Yeah, it is cute. It's cute because of what I just mentioned about, like, their uh, the relationship. And um, I think the, the little girl has, like, a pretty good arc in this movie when it comes to, like, accepting, you know, a mother figure into her life. and Yeah. Uh, trying also, to like,
1: who doesn't want to see Amy Adams in a dress?
2: Yeah. Um, also... Uh, before we move on from like a Dina Menzel, I want to say I saw rent the movie for the first time. Oh, last Jesus night. Christ. Um, well, like <laughs> what do you, what do you like? What are you do you like rent in general? Like, not the no. Movie? Oh, okay. I, I like, I just don't want to cover rent on the pod. I don't, whatever. I don't care. Okay. Um, the, but I'm saying the, the show I like, um, but I, for some reason I've never watched the movie. Mm -hmm. um both tick tick boom coming out um I was like let me go ahead and watch the movie I guess Mm
3: -hmm.
2: um I didn't hate the movie I didn't think it was good per se but I kind of expected like a disaster which I don't think it is um it's just very like I think the play has like a very big energy and heart to it and the movie is just kind of like I, it just feels like they tried too hard to adapt everything <laughs> and it just feels mm-hmm. like it's weighted down by being an adaptation um, but yeah last night I kind of did an unexpected Adina Menzel double feature with Rent and, uh, Rent and uh, Enchanted which are also two wild movies Nice to uh, do back to back but yeah
0: we're just going to really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors thanks guys Hey friends, do you love movies? The good ones? Even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? Of course you do. That's why you listen to this podcast. It sounds like Superyaki is the place for you. The team at Superyaki loves movies so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the 20th anniversary of the cinematic masterpiece Josie and the Pussycats, Zillennial Canon Award winner,
2: I'll add that,
0: to comfy sweatshirts made for the brave members of the Movies By Yourself Club. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at SuperYaki screen-prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and shifts with compostable poly-mailers for an environmentally-friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special gift to you, because we love you and appreciate you, listeners can save 10% on their next order with code SUPERZILLENIAL in all caps with no spaces at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at SuperYaki.com. Thank you so much, SuperYaki, for sponsoring this episode. Let's watch more movies, guys.
1: So, should we talk about Amy Adams' performance?
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I think my favorite scene in the movie, is uh, when she's cleaning the house in the morning and like all the. Uh, yeah. All the fucking rodents are coming in there.
1: <laughs> Which it's like hilarious. Like it's like very disgusting, but it's yeah. hilarious that it's like the only animals you will find in New York city are like that. And she's like, Oh, well it's good enough. I
2: like, I like it because like her character is just so overwhelmingly good that she doesn't really care about whether or not an animal is cute or not. She just like looks at it as a friend. And I think Mm. that inherently is like super sweet. And I just think, I don't know. I think it's just like a very good, like character, like trait in the movie. I, I love that about her.
1: Yeah. And, like, um, even,
2: like, with that homeless guy at the beginning, like, who was, like, a dick to her, like, she's, like, trying so ho- nice to be nice to him, and, uh, like, I, I don't know, I just, I, I love her character, she's so sweet.
1: Yeah, um, she, like, was this, like, one of her first, like, big things, like, I know that she was in, like, Catch Me If You Can and stuff, but, like. Um, I mean, I can't remember seeing her like before this.
2: Um, I mean, she was in, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because she was in like a lot of comedic movies before this, like Ricky Bobby check. Um, oh, yeah, (laughs) that we will cover on the pod one day. Um, and I (laughs) promise when I get my
1: driver's license, we'll cover.
2: Um, that movie is so fucking funny. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah, I I love that movie. Um, I'm looking at her IMDb right now. Yeah, Catch Me If You Can was like kind of her first big one ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean she's done some stuff here and there, but this was like her first like commercially like big headlining movie. And I like I know there's like, all the discourse about Amy Adams never getting her due at the Oscars, but I'm also like wondering like why she isn't like more commercially like I don't know. Like, the lead of movies more often. Yeah. Because she's just so... Like, I mean, again, fuck awards. Like, awards aside, like... Why is she not, like, headlining, like, major movies? Like, why is she not, like... The poster child of, like, these movies, right? When yeah. she can carry it like nobody's business. Like, because this movie proves it. She's, like, an amazing lead here.
1: Yeah, she could, like, sing and perform. And, like...
3: Yeah.
1: What a queen. Um, Her a scene when she is um, showering and she she says where does the water come from for some reason that just sticks out in my mind <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I yeah I like that scene a lot like he's <laughs> just kind of like the pipes It's just, where do the pipes get them yeah just it's just like, like
1: extremely wholesome and like <laughs> As a child, I was like, wow, she's so beautiful.
2: Um, I like that she's like, gets out, you know, coochie out, um, titters out, and then like the birds have to like cover her up. And like, because <laughs> <laughs> um, she doesn't care. Like, she's just like, so. I, I just loved her character so much. And like, she also like, um has to like she makes the dress out of his curtains which i thought was like really funny (laughs) um i think another one of my favorite scenes of hers in this movie is like later in the movie when um uh he's telling her no and she gets like upset for the first time Mm -hmm. and she's like feeling anger like ever (laughs) like that's the first time she's ever felt anger Mm -hmm. and then she like um starts maniacally laughing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was it's just like a really funny scene where she she's just never experienced anger before so to see her like act through that and like see her like process that emotion for the first time because she's becoming more human she's like experiencing the real world I think it's like a very I don't know I just that scene stands out to me I, I love that scene
1: yeah that's one thing about like the like fish out of water movies like when they do succeed like, I feel like there's always one point where it just gets, like, super, like, almost, like, sad or, like, endearing. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, like, I think the most successful one, I'll say it, is Austin Powers. Um, and, like, when he's, like, sitting on the couch and, like, realizing how much he missed out on, like, of history, and he's just, like, up all night, like, having, yeah. like, a manic episode watching, like, the moon landing and stuff... And it's just, like, really upsetting. And I'm just, like, I feel like they always have to have that, like, one moment of, like, strong emotion that they've never felt before. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think, like, movies like this are most successful.
2: Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Like, that's what... Because, that's, again, that's what I was, like, worried about in the first ten minutes. I'm like, I'm like, this isn't just, like, all, like, treating her st- like she's an idiot, right? Because, like, when she first, like, gets to her- their apartment she's, like, you know, falling through the doorway and, like, mm-hmm. she-, she doesn't know what anything is. I'm like, I'm just like, is this all the movie's going to be? Like, because I'm going to be really disappointed that that's, like, just, like, it's a one-joke movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like, I think the movie moves past it very quickly and it it, it kind of dissolves into something, like, very wholesome and cute and, like, Honestly interesting like I I think it, the way it unpacks clichés but also like I think it does a good job of like unpacking movie clichés and like disney clichés mm-hmm. but also it confronts like real world uh pessimism and says like okay like there's kind of a middle ground right like yeah like pest like there is a certain level of like realism and pessimism that's good and healthy right
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and there's a certain level um of like Uh, you know, being lovey-dovey and, like, optimistic that's also, uh, you know, healthy. And I don't know, by the end, I I love that they kind of just, like, bridge the two. Mm -hmm. Where, like, it's just, that's the human experience, baby. Like, that's just what it's all about. And I think it's it's really sweet.
1: Yeah, it's also, like, you're going to hate me for saying this, it's also extremely New York. Like... I mean, yeah. I feel like... It's the kind of movie where you would expect, like, all of it to take place just, like, in Times Square, but the locations were very realistic. Mm -hmm. And I think something that's, like, extremely wholesome is when they're going up to his um, office building and she, like, stops at the statue and is, like, oh, she is so beautiful. Because it's, like, an actual statue of, like, a very, like, large woman just, like, in the middle of, like, a Columbus Circle, like, mall Mm -hmm. where there's, like, offices up top. And I feel like people usually will, like, like kids will, like, stop and, like, laugh at it or whatever because she's just standing there with her titties out. Um, but it's, like, it's a really, like, beautiful statue. And I think that's, like, the most wholesome moment in the whole movie is when she just, like, looks up at her and she's yeah. like, oh, she's so beautiful. Like, mm, and, like, every single woman, she just walks up to them and she's like, you are so beautiful. <laughs> and they're all, like, just, like, taken aback because, like, it's just, like. Not something that you would expect, like out of nowhere.
2: I do like when Patrick Dempsey like she's like, it's beautiful and Patrick Dempsey's like, it's naked. <laughs> like
1: like it's a statue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I it's just I don't know. I I love that um how how do you know when you love her scene is so fucking good.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um God, I like that entire like just the the colors, the music, the 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 choreography, like everything about it is like just tremendously well done. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's probably. I know I said like my favorite scene is that uh, one of the other scenes, but like I that is up there. Like that is like an iconic moment. I think.
1: Yeah. Um. Oh. He, oh my God. Holy shit. He's doing the music for the sequel. Alan Mankin is.
2: Who?
1: Alan Menken.
2: Yeah, you gotta explain that one to me, Chief.
1: Alan Menken wrote, like, every single Disney song.
2: Listen, I'm not the Disney adult here, all right? Uh, You You gotta...
1: Okay, um, literally, he did Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Pocahontas. He did Little Shop of Horrors, Newsies, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules... He also did Home on the Range. That's listed at the top of his Wikipedia for some reason. Did
2: he do the uh, first Enchanted?
1: Yes, he did. Entangled.
2: Okay. So he's doing Like he
1: basically book. wrote like every single good Disney song that has ever existed.
2: Well that's cool. I'm glad he's uh, he's coming back for the second one because that could yeah. me like I won't lie, like the idea of that being a Disney Plus exclusive is like I don't know. I kinda wish it was like a theater only movie. Or not theater only, but you know what I mean. Like, I, I wish I could see it in a theater.
1: Yeah, um, that it wasn't just, like, a TV movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say, like, just a TV movie, because, like, like, Luca was fantastic, right? Soul was fantastic. Like, yeah, right? and it sucks that, like, But I want to see it in thing. theaters. Well, because, like, I have such fond memories of Enchanted, because I saw it for the first time in theaters. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I remember seeing it with, like, a big crowd.
3: On like, a mm-hmm. Saturday
2: or Sunday morning matinee. Like, I remember going... Opening weekend, I remember it being, like, a very packed theater. Mm-hmm. And just, like, enjoying it with my family. You know? Like, I, I have very fond memories of it. And I'm not saying you can't, like, have those memories with, a, like, a streaming movie or anything. But, like, it's just... Maybe I'm, like, old man shutting out the cloud. But it's not the same. Like, it's just yeah. not... It's not.
1: Not to be, like, you know, what everybody says. Like... Everyone already knows like this already, but there's just too much content being put on streaming. So when something is like really good, that's mm-hmm. put straight to streaming. It's like almost disappointing because it leaves the public's like consciousness and conversation so quickly because the next thing is already there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it well, doesn't hard. have like that staying power, I feel like.
2: That's how thought about like Luca this year, because I thought Luca was like a great movie. Like I thought it was like really fucking good. And I feel like they just kinda dumped it on Disney Plus. Like I like I feel like if it got like a November theatrical release date, mm-hmm. um it would be like highly like in contention for like best animated feature of the Oscars. Yeah. But no one's talking about Luca anymore because it was a streaming exclusive movie. Like, I feel like they just don't do proper marketing for those movies. And, I don't know. Like, I... Because I saw Encanto, the new Disney movie, and I... Mm -hmm. I I thought it was cute. Like, I didn't necessarily, like, love it or anything. But even, like, though I didn't love it, while I was watching it the entire time, I was just thinking, wow, it's cool to see it, like, in a theater. I'm glad this wasn't, like, one of those movies they just put on Disney+. Yeah. Because even though, like, I think it's, like, not as good as, like, Tangled or Moana or anything, like... It was still like really cool to see something that colorful and like just a big animated musical on the big screen again. Mm. and like it was just really neat to see that. So, I don't know. Theaters are cool, guys. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, (laughs) the movies. The movies. Um, I guess
1: um, a lot of it too, though, came with like I get it. Like kids like are not really vaccinated yet. So like especially like movies for like kids and families they kind of had to be like okay all of it's going to streaming or like they're kind
2: of like hesitant to release them. I mean I like what um Paramount Plus is doing like with that uh fucking the big red bitch uh, uh, <laughs> with, uh on Paramount. Clifford? Yeah, I didn't want to say the name, uh, but because uh, they're doing they're doing both it's it's in theaters and streaming at the same time and um, mm-hmm. I I mean. Maybe I'm just like asking too much, but like, I I want to see fucking Soul and Luca in a theater. Like I, know yeah, because those are beautiful looking movies. And like, if fucking Paramount can do it, you can. You can't tell me that Disney can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but really? Like, and th- those are Pixar movies. You know, like, like I. It feels like fine. Like, just give them qualifying theatrical runs. Like, give them mm-hmm. even two weeks. You know, like just two weeks in theaters or something. Like I like if Disenchanted was in theaters or Disney Plus, I would choose theaters. Yeah, yeah, literally. Even if it looks like shit,
1: I would. Even if I wasn't on a list, I would probably see it in a theater. Then yeah,
2: Um, yeah. I'm a Regal boy, but I would um, I would go to a Dolby Cinema to see it.
1: Even just like um, like you just brought up um, Tick Tick Boom. Like I don't want to watch it, but it's one of the rare instances where a Netflix movie is going to be playing in a theater near me. So I'm like, you know, I might go see it. Um, like literally, I don't know. Like, cause I know if, if something is on Netflix, I just won't watch it.
2: I mean, I, this is even like me coming from a perspective of like anti-streaming. Cause I think there's a lot of like amazing streaming movies where it's like, and there's some of them where I... Do I wish I saw them in theaters? Yes, but I still did have like a mm. good... Uh, like, for example, last year, uh, mm. I'm thinking of ending things. That I thought was fantastic.
1: I didn't even watch it yet because it wasn't in theater. Just watch it. It's. I have no attention span to watch things at home. It's not even me being like, fuck streaming. It's me being like, fuck my broken attention span.
2: I get it. No, I I saw it, like, at the... what it came out, like, last september or something and like
3: mm-hmm.
2: that was like pretty peak covid i think and uh i don't know there's something like about being like that's a very isolated disturbing movie and like uh there's something about watching it at home when you're like stuck in a pandemic True. it just like adds to it and um so i look like, i'm not saying there's not value in streaming i just wish this is such a long conversation that's nothing to do with enchanted but like i <laughs> i just wish they would give us both options that's all i'm saying yeah, That's, um, because I I do want people to have like I, I do want it to be like accessible to people, but I also want to see big movie big screen, you know? Yeah, like could you imagine if they put fucking like Fast Ten on Peacock or some shit like? No, I would I would riot like at, outside of NBC. Like I would go feral if they did that.
1: Yeah I think they just know that those are gonna make Like way too much money And it's like not a risk in any way shape or form It's the
2: highest grossing um, American release of the year uh, Worldwide um, There's like two other movies above it mm-hmm. On the international box office Like but it's the highest grossing American movie worldwide this year And uh, I think it made Like almost 800 million Which is okay. insane for pandemic Like stuff Yeah uh, uh, so yeah, Fast Ten coming out like after COVID is you know knock on wood uh, less of a thing. Um, that shit's gonna make so much money. Yeah, um, but
1: I can't wait to finally finish the movies.
2: What did you stop at? You, <laughs> I
3: don't even remember.
2: Yeah, five was five.
1: the last one I watched, I think.
2: I think Giselle would get along with a uh, Dom pretty well.
1: Imagine her driving a car. <laughs>
2: oh yeah you didn't see nine but it would be equivalent to uh, um god what's her name in the uh, her, the character name's ramsey but i forgot the natalie Is there Man- a bitch
1: that doesn't know how to drive in that
2: yeah and nine there's a whole oh my god it's theme. me we're a member of the team the hacker she can't drive um
1: <laughs> no just kidding i've actually been learning how to drive everyone just give it up for kira team. guys
2: give it up for kira Damn. um I'm doing a good job good job kira <laughs> um. Yeah. So I don't know. I I love this movie. It's super sweet. Um. The ending's really really sweet. Yeah. Uh, Even though it's like Carrie
1: Underwood, it's a great song.
2: Is I that who it is? All,
1: yeah, I remember all the words to it.
2: it I I I really like that like little montage at the end. I thought it was like the
3: mm-hmm. coolest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> it's
2: really like good. I said, Again.
1: Like I say every single episode, if it's a good movie, we have nothing to say.
2: It's really fucking good. I can't even make fun of it. Like there's nothing to make fun of. It's just like a really this is also like the problem with like talking about self-aware movies too. You know, like movies that are like in on the joke. Mm-hmm. So it's you can't really even joke about them. Like it's just like they're good, they know they're good. Their, their own A story. Yeah,
1: <laughs> film <laughs> criticism ball. found dead. They said that. They said, yeah, you're right. Let me try.
2: Enchanted 2007 is literally immune. Immune
1: um, the to criticism.
2: Yeah. Um, one more question I'll leave you with. Yes. Um, what is the first movie? Like, if this came out in 2007, mm-hmm. it takes place in 2007. What's the first movie that Patrick Dempsey took her to see in a theater?
1: Oh shit! Um, how old is she supposed to be?
2: I don't know, like twenty something, thirty something.
1: Oh, wait! I thought you meant his daughter.
2: No, no, no! Like his Giselle, because she's never been to a movie theater. Um, two
1: thousand seven. Let me see what was out then. Two thousand seven. I mean, I'm guessing
2: they probably like wait a year, right? Like, I'm sure they do other things before
1: um okay fuck ios 15 just saying <laughs> um i'm like trying to research something oh maybe mr Megorium's wonder emporium
2: fuck that um wally i feel like she would love wally the
1: heartbreak kid remake
2: um dan in real life. hot rod <laughs> i feel like she would love hot rod yeah She'd be like, he's following his dreams.
1: She would take it entirely seriously. I think that's even better. <laughs> she would
2: get like entirely invested in the movie. I yeah. honestly love that for her. <laughs> Mr. Um, Woodcock. <laughs> Giselle watching Mr. Woodcock. Another Susan Sarandon movie.
1: Harrisburg came out that year. Wait, yeah. hold up. Cinderella out in- a 3, A Twist in Time. Jesus Christ. The Last Mimsy. 2007 was a classic year. What the fuck? A yeah, classic so year for Zillennial Canon, not for like actual film.
2: <laughs> I mean, 2007 is like one of the best film years, too. Like, uh, Zodiac, There Will Be Blood.
1: Um, but... Imagine if you took her to <laughs> There Will Be Blood. Wait, B movie, Surfs Up, Walk Hard. Wait. Ratatouille. Yeah.
2: Um. I was about to be like, oh, yeah, she's in Walk Hard. <laughs> Spider-Man 3, Shrek 3, Pirates. Jenna Sp- Fisher.
1: Um, she is not in Walk Hard.
2: Uh, the best movie of all time, Fred Claus. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Kicking It Old School, starring Maria Menounos and Jamie Kennedy.
2: God. So we're going to cover all these movies on the pod one day.
1: Yeah. Literally, Wild Hogs, The Bucket List.
2: The bucket list. Which who am I in that scenario?
1: I don't remember. I We've think got covered. I
2: guess what? You're Jack Nicholson in that movie. Yeah, probably. Is you grumpy?
1: Yeah, I'm Jack Nicholson in like every situation.
3: <laughs>
2: um, that's like a movie that made for just old people to recommend to you. Yeah. Did you ever see it, or do you just like? Yeah,
1: I did a few times actually as a child, and I was I mean, like, "Wow, that's such a good idea to like make things to like accomplish before you die as like a young child, ten years old."
2: Yeah, it, it single-handedly struck my anxiety. Um, yeah,
1: literally, right?
2: <laughs> we all have a core trigger moment. I think it's all from the bucket. Like, why? Stuff. Why
1: did they let us watch that?
2: And it's all bullshit because they're still alive. Yeah. So it's like, damn, you guys did it fourteen years too early. Um anyways. It's gonna age poorly if one of them
1: kicks up. um, Yeah, knock on wood, both actors still alive and kicking happy and healthy.
2: Yeah, kings. Um although I can't escape um associating Jack Nicholson with drill. Like I can't. Yeah. uh, is it a coincidence that when Drill started tweeting, he stopped acting?
3: <laughs>
2: Think about it, really. Oh my god. No, I, and mean he has acted him. since like 2010, so like,
1: you know. Could you imagine?
2: I bet it's him. <laughs> the, it was like in front of you the entire time. You're like, who's Drill? It's Jack
1: Nicholson, Drill. actually. Literally, yeah. <laughs> god, I love Drill
2: be too we gotta get him, i think, get him on the pod one day
1: yeah i think uh i prefer the share zone to drill though um the share zone is my favorite thing in the whole world
2: i don't pit two things against each other um,
1: okay yeah i mean i agree <laughs> um i don't
2: know any other thoughts on enchanted love it <laughs> yeah man it's uh, a <laughs> Good movie, really good movie. I, uh, I, I gotta say, after having a long ass day at work yesterday, uh, coming home and putting that on, it genuinely flipped my mood. Like I, uh, I went to bed like feeling pretty, uh, pretty happy last night just because mm-hmm. it, it was just a feel good movie. And, um, you know, like when you watch a feel good movie, and you're like, wow, I needed that. Yeah, definitely. That, that's how I felt after watching this one. So, yeah, gets the uh, good old ebert thumbs up on my book yeah
1: <laughs> five stars all, all
2: right. right
1: adam where can everyone find you
2: um you can't no, uh, you, <laughs> you can can't follow remember. me <laughs> you can follow me on twitter at adam underscore not sandler and uh letterbox uh adam not sandler and uh by the time we're recording next week I'll have seen Licorice Pizza, which is all I care about. So um, I'll
1: have murdered Adam and taken over his consciousness so I can see Licorice Pizza.
2: Okay, Queen, go off.
1: <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Garlic Emoji. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Cannon. Follow us on Instagram at the Cannon. Mm-hmm. uh give us some reviews on apple um and tell us tell us how you're doing today just I hope tweet at good. us how are you doing today i hope you're having a good day
2: honestly just play our episodes and then talk to us like uh you know those memes of like Kendall from succession and it's like whenever i get angry i just Print out this picture of Kindle and scream at him. Like just play your and scream at us if you're feeling bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: Literally we can take it. Just don't actually do it to us. Just
3: like Yeah. You know.
2: It's very therapeutic. Um all right. Well Bye guys. Bye.